You're listening to Transform Your Profits, the podcast for accountants who want to build a more profitable, successful, and impactful accounting firm. Your host is Reza Huda, a practice owner, mentor, and coach to accounting firm owners. Hello there and welcome to today's episode where I will be interviewing Jeff Lerma of JLA Chartered Accountants. Jeff's a great accountant and he will be talking about his story about how he went from just 200k in fees when he left the practice he was at to over 2 million as a sole practitioner. Uh, Jeff's got an amazing story. He's sharing some great insights in this episode. So listen carefully, listen out for the things that uh, he has done to get this phenomenal level of growth and also the things also that he would do differently should he have started again. I really enjoyed this episode and I hope you will too. As always, I will see you on the other side. Take care. So today I am lucky to have with me Jeff of JLA Chartered Accountants, and we're going to be talking about his story, and his story is a fascinating one. And Jeff will be talking about how he went from 200k when he first started out back in 2003 to tour a practice which now turns over two million, and uh, I forget how many employees, but I'm sure Jeff will tell us in a minute. So as per usual with the format of these sessions, this is your chance to find out and learn from Jeff in terms of you know what has helped him to get to where he has what would he do differently what are perhaps some of the mistakes he's made that you can learn from so you don't make them as well this is your chance to fire away in the comments ask your questions below uh, we're here for the next 30 to 40 minutes so make use of this time whilst we have jeff live with us so if you are a, a sole practitioner accountant uh, uh, or you've been trading for a couple of years um and you're, you're stuck you've kind of plateaued and you're looking for some inspiration looking for some ideas now's your chance Okay, so, right, uh, let's get cracking. So, Jeff, give us a bit of a background first. Who you are, what's the origin and history of JLA? Take it away. Right, I'm Jeff, a chartered accountant from North London. Um, I was a, I, I started off, for, I, I went into, I always knew I was going to be an accountant. I think from the, uh, I think from the age of six, when I was six years old, my, my dad, who ran a very small business, then we went to see the accountant, but there was one day he, he actually came to the house. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't know what this bloke did, but he had a pinstripe suit, very flash. He drove a Jaguar and he came to the house and smoked a cigar. So it was like, I don't know what this bloke does, but that's what I want to do. Obviously, uh, we can't really say cigar now because that's not right. But it was, uh, so that was my, so at the age of six, I knew I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be an astronaut. I wanted to be an accountant because that was a really cool job. Um, and uh, yeah, so I went to University of Southampton. I, call it, I then went to um, Stoy Hayward or BDO, did my training contract there, uh, which was a great firm. I was there sort of, I'm, I'm really old, I'm 57. So uh, I was there at 85 to 88, which was the time when, when Stoys were growing at about 40% a year. It was, the most, it was the most incredible time and learned an enormous amount there. Um, then went to a sort of a, a medium-sized firm called Hayes Allen. Uh, then sort of the recession hit. I think one day they made, I think, third of the people redundant in one day, which was an interesting day. I wasn't one of them, but it was a, it was a challenging day. And I realized I was never going to make partnership there. Um, went to a smaller firm, a, a 10 partner firm on the part, on a partnership promise, got partnership there. That, that partnership after a couple of years dissolved into sort of a couple of directions. Uh, I was a partner of Sober Roads and in sort of 2003 thought, fine, let's go and uh, let's go and set it up, set it up on my own. Um, and I was an equity partner, so I was allowed to take a proportion of fees that was that, that I was entitled to under the partnership agreement. 
So to start with a sort of couple hundred thousand in fees, at that stage I was looking after about 600. Um, and after probably, there was an, I bought a practice after a year, uh, sort of entertainment practice. And so within a couple of years, I was about 600, which was what I was used to before. I thought, wow, oh, that's great. And then it's really funny, it's all just stopped. It's like, okay, stop. And, and then I went to something, it was, I don't know if they still run it now, a small practitioners course they, uh, course, they did it at Cambridge for a couple of days. And I knew there was two sole practitioners there that did a million turnover each. It's like, wow, these are the people to talk to. So I spoke, I made sure I sat next to one of them at dinner and there was like a walk of Cambridge. I made sure I sort of listened to him on the walk around Cambridge the next day. And what I realized is, there's no bloody difference, we're all the same. <laughs> Nothing special whatsoever. So that's just, uh, and then, then turnover just sort of just sort of went up. It was funny, it was a glass ceiling that I, I created myself. The practice very much runs on tax planning. I, I, I'm probably the only person ever to do in effectively tax articles at, at Stoy Hayward, I went to or BDO. I went, I, I went up after P1 for a sort of six months to comment. And um, I like being in the tax department because when you go to see clients, uh, you know, you go as an audit and you're a bit of a distraction and, you know, the bottom of someone's shoe sort of get lost. We go there to talk about taxes. Oh, oh, come in, stay for lunch. Oh, what, what can we do? And it's like, it's just a different, I, I like that sort of, um, I like a bit of status and that, that, so that works really well. So I've loved tax. Um, so I did sort of effectively tax articles, although I did a, I did, I did a bit more audit. I think I had to, had to do a bit more audit experience with the RSC audit for about four months. Um, and then, um, and it sort of say went into a tax partner role and uh, a tax position role, and we've we've got a uh, the practice opportunity to start up. Always been a, a sort of mixed practice, uh, but always around tax, helping people with tax. Because if you to me, if we we get that right, then it's it, it just everything sort of follows on quite nicely. So uh, yeah, so that's that, and we just sort of so we, we, there was one acquisition in two thousand and four, an entertainment practice. But on that, it's been it's been sort of growing from. Um, just a word of mouth, which is really nice. Mm, fantastic. That's it's amazing. It's an amazing story and just uh, and gives kind of hope and uh, that um, inspiration and motivation to sole practitioners out there to, to, to say that it is absolutely possible to run a million pound plus practice on your own, as Jeff has shown. There are people out there like Jeff that are that are doing it. It's absolutely possible. So don't put any any ceiling up on yourself. Uh, don't think that you can't get to a certain number, that, that magic million pound number. You absolutely can. And uh, hopefully today's uh, uh, journey with uh, chat with Jeff will give you some uh, pointers in terms of how you can do that. So it's interesting you said, Jeff, that you so you don't actually have a kind of a specialism, kind of a niche industry as such, but you do lead with tax. And I know tax is that one thing. I mean, you know, I, I did it for sort of 10 years as well in terms of that is the one thing that clients want, right? That's how we can add real value, save them money, put more cash in their account. And that is what they're going to love us for. Audits are necessarily evil. They've got to be done. Nobody values an audit. So you lead with tax. So tell me a bit more about how you go about doing that. How do you go about kind of, how did you go about growing organically? So you hit that kind of million pound figure. How did you take it from sort of, you know, 600 to a million to, you know, to 2 million plus that you have now? It was really, it, it was nothing sort of massively focused. It was just, we, we, it's always about helping people and about understanding what people want because there's no, there's no sort of, the great, the great thing about taxes is not sort of there's not sort of one solution that, that is the answer. It's listening and understanding what people want and coming up with structures that work for them. So when you when you work with I, I find when you work with clients like that, it's 
they tell you what they want. We've got the we've got amazing tools. We've got the most fantastic tools, haven't we, in our in our, in our toolbox to make everything happen. So we, so it just sort of works out. So 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 you know, you're helping somebody, you're saving a bit of money. I mean, if I was like, if I was going for a, I don't know, go doing some uh, quoting for some work, and maybe the person may have been paying three thousand pounds, and we might be, I don't know, five and a half thousand pounds, a bit more expensive. The fact is, I would evidence or show at the, at the meeting how much we're saving them. Well, frankly, it's not the hardest thing in the world to save whatever, 20,000 pounds. So once you've done that, it's like, well, it's, it's not a big decision to change accountants. Um, and we tend to, and that, and that sort of works quite well. And we've sort of, for somehow sort of created a, I don't say it's sort of a nice reputation, but a reputation whereby it's like, it's like, oh, speak to my accountant. He's quite good. He's quite clever. And that's a really, when you're referred on like that, it's a really, it's a, it's a really good, um, it's a really good way of getting business. As far as niches, we sort of, construction has always been a, a big part of our practice. Um, it's probably about 40% of our clients are in construction. So that is a, is a bit of a, is a niche we've got. And, and, uh, and generally, I, I use a term which is horrible. And, and, and if anyone can come up with a better term, please do, because this term is horrible. But I say I call them we act for small profitable businesses, and and I appreciate that's a really horrible term, but it, it sort of shows where we fit in. If if someone's coming to us on a startup or they're not making much money, it's really hard from our point, from my point of view, to add any value. But if they're if they're doing really well, they're really growing, they've you know potentially outgrown. They you know they went the, they went to an accountant because they were they were good value or they did good bookkeeping or whatever it's to start off with. That's fantastic. But but often as as that journey changes for them they want different things in their life and we can sort of help them and help their sort of dreams come true so very much listening understanding what people want coming up with bespoke solutions monitoring those solutions tax changes all the time also people's circumstances change all the time so it's really sort of being being on it to make to to, to, to make to make that difference um and so literally we just get we, we sort of get recommended last year has been a bit different um, because I've, I've done something I've never done before, um, and I, 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 I'm going to try and sort of draw in everyone's heads. If, if we do two circles that don't touch each other, uh, and we write in one side marketing, one side accountancy, I think that's the Venn diagram of accountancy and marketing. We don't, I don't know, whereas you do it, but I, I, I've never really done it. Um, and I think a lot of accountants don't do it. And I've, we've sort of played a little game since, since, since lockdown in a way that I've never really done before. So I started, bizarrely, I've started posting on LinkedIn uh, every day, which is, uh, and I've done that since May, which is not, not on weekends, but on Monday to Friday. That's gone really well. And we've got involved in uh, helping people buy businesses. Um, so the buy-side acquisition stuff has been really good. Um, linking with, with some amazing people, but it's just, that's a, that's a real growth thing, especially with the, with the previous loans that were fantastic, using those to help people buy businesses. So literally helping people buy businesses for not much money. It's been a real, uh, been a real growth area of the practice, and so actually, I have so traditionally, no, it's just been word of mouth referral. I did, I did BNI for fifteen years, uh, but that was uh, that was always fine. We always generated, I don't know, forty thousand pounds worth of fees a year off it, but it wasn't. It was, uh, I think, after fifteen years, I've done my bit. I'm like, I just like, <laughs> it was, it was funny. I was like an opening member in the group. In fact, I think when I left, when I left so rose, the biggest point of debate was whether or not I could continue being a member of BNI. Everything else, like the green, covered it really, but didn't cover that. Although Andrew let me, which is fine. But the, but when, but the, um, but when you do, after sort of say 15 years of the same bloody nonsense, 
and, and I was leading, walking out the group and I was realized I think I was on my phone more than anything else. And one of the members said, well, Jeff, you'll never lead. Well, clearly that was the last time I stepped foot in that room. Uh, and I don't regret it. It was, it, it was a good journey. In fact, bizarrely, it was over years ago, I gave a 10 minute presentation on BNI and brought in the Lawson's as clients into those operations, which is, which is quite nice. So they said, well, we're not going to change accountants, but it was interesting what you said. Uh, can we just follow that? Which is, which is, which is, which is quite nice. So, uh, Help, help, help them for a while. Obviously, that was at least as, as tasks with it within Sober Rose. So, yeah, so it's really just sort of, yeah, a bit of listening, a bit of understanding, a bit of, you know, when you see people in business, you understand what they're trying to get to. Mm. And, and unfortunately, a bit of grey hair is useful for that. You, you, you're just helping people. You're helping people reach their dreams. And, I, and I, that's, 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 our, that's our, I think that's our sort of unique thing or, or special thing within the practice it's just it's just listening understanding and creating something that, that works for people mm, yeah absolutely that's what it's all about isn't it? it's kind of a you know we are we are the books and the and the accounts they're just a means to an end they're a, they're a means to help our clients with what they want to achieve in life and that's why they're running this business to give them the life that they want on the terms that they want so the more we can kind of attune ourselves to where they want to get to the more likely it is that we're going to add value in their lives and they're going to stay with us for longer so interesting what you said there about clearly you've had great success off linkedin and i've, I've noticed your consistency over the last year which is fantastic and, and good to see that that's uh, delivering uh, an roi for you but would you say in the past did it all come through word of mouth we've got a question coming in from azam saying what's in your experience what is the best place to connect with potential clients you talk a lot about yeah once they're in the room to lead with the tax to lead with the value the money saving that what you can do for them and you know you can close them that way but how would you get in front of those type of clients that would that value what you would do that would require you know would, would actually benefit from the advice that you're giving the way the way i've worked it is is just a what's worked for me and it and it maybe it's hard if you're really starting from scratch is that it's that great relationship you have with special people with special clients because if you're helping someone if 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 someone has a good accountant it's it it increases their standing to say speak to my client he's really good you know it gives it gives them credibility we so we sort of allow that or i don't, I don't really encourage it it's just they do it um, and so it really is. It really is just off, off, off the back, off the back of existing clients. That you know, if you do a nice job, you put yourself out, and you listen, you help. They, they, they want to help you. And I, and I thought it was amazing at the beginning that how that works, especially when we sort of just start up the practice. Everybody wants to help. Everyone wants to use this, wants you to succeed, which is just, which is, which is beautiful. I remember one of the things. Literally, as I was starting, I was introduced to somebody. It's quite a large company. Um, it was a larger company and it was an audit and this, that and the other. So I went down to see them. And this was a massive lesson for me, which I learned from was I went down to see them. We had a nice chat about, we just had a chat about tax. So I went through all the different things we could do from a tax point of view, we do this, do this and that. And the bloke said, no, great. Thanks, send us a proposal. So fine, I sent that, I sent, I sent that proposal to them. And he, you know, about doing their tax and looking after them. And though I phoned up or emailed back, I can't remember and said, Jeff, that's fine. But how much is the audit? And it was just really funny. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I hadn't even quoted for that because I, I just assumed they were, I think they were uh, uh, prospering. And it was like, they, they're not going to change, they won't change that. They're just talking about tax. So it was, um, it was just quite funny how that, how that, how that, how that, how that worked out. So, uh, so that was, it was, it's not how you see yourself. It's how other people see you. Uh, I, 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 I don't make that mistake again. 
yeah. And they'll make sure we do quote for everything. But it was, <laughs> it was that was a, that was an uh, that was an interesting lesson. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, and, and it's absolutely true. We, uh, you know, often we, you know, we, we spend so much time trying to go after, you know, the the, uh, the the additional fish for our accounting firms to win the new clients. And we forget that actually the one of the greatest sources of new business will always be your existing clients because of the nature of what we do. So marketing doesn't stop once the client comes on board. Marketing continues in order to make sure you deliver great value, you deliver a great service so that those same clients of yours become your advocates, become your raving fans and do your marketing for you. Like you say, that they feel proud that they are clients of yours and they want to talk to their friends about their great accountant who saved them lots of money, who's helping them loads, who's their trusted advisor. So absolutely spot on. Do not forget the power of uh, of referrals because it continues to be, you know, one of the most uh, important sources of new business for any accounting firm. So it's uh, just on that point then, Jeff, did you, I think you mentioned you didn't really kind of plan for it. Do you have a referral strategy or it kind of just happened and, and they just came, they just came in so you didn't really need it? I love it. You know, I, I, in preparation for this, as you know, I, I, I've listened or watched some of your interviews. And you, you've interviewed some really special people, some really bright people who are really focused on the whole thing. No, <laughs> it's just sort of, um, it, it just sort of, it just sort of happens in, in the basis. If you're, you know, you do a good job and they just do it. They just like, people like referring. If they, if you get on well with people, it make it's just they just like it. It, 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 it helps them. It helps everybody. Um, so yeah, it's really there wasn't a strat. I think we are we're a little bit more focused now. We've I think we've well I know we have now. We've now introduced the CRM which we never had before. So we're actually tracking. Uh, and, and this is where I'm, I'm almost embarrassed to say, but I'll say it because in the purpose of honesty, I, I, I historically I'd never followed up a quote. So if I sent out a quote. And they didn't want it. Like, well, they didn't respond. Okay, I've, I've never followed up a quote. Now, actually, I've been told that's not a good idea, and and, and now I, I now do follow up quotes. But that's it was it was just wasn't. Um, that's how sort of bad I was at marketing. I now I now say a little bit a little bit better now. So we, we do follow up quotes. But it was um it was it was because I thought you know I thought if they don't want me they don't want me so why would I why would I want to do that. Um, I, I, I can see. I see a question from Michelle, which is flashed across the board. How long does it take? We, we've grown at an average rate of eighteen percent in a year, so uh, since we since 2000, 2000, 2003. Um, we're now about about two and a half turnover. So uh, yeah, that's that, that's how long. I mean, and it, it sometimes it was flat and plateaued, and sometimes went up. It's it sort of uh, been sort of fairly. Uh, Fairly, fairly, fairly consistent. But yeah, so the, the two big challenges, one is kind of growing the firm, finding your business, and the other is finding the people to do the work so you can kind of, uh, you know, build and scale your firm. So talk us through the stages of your hiring. So you clearly have, we're on a growth trajectory going from, you know, your 600 to your million to your 2 million plus. When did you decide who to hire, how to hire, and uh, yeah, talk us through kind of your recruitment strategy and how 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 that um, how that kind of panned out. Yeah, I think that I, I now I now um, I like everybody. <laughs> so if I if I interview somebody, I was like, oh, they are really nice. How do I how am I going to fit them into the organisation? And so quite quite soon after we started, I was take the responsibility for recruitment was taken away taken away from me um, because that's not that that was not good because I like everybody. Um, we go we go through a set we go through a set process. So my my now my management team do it before it would have been 
um, sort of my senior person who would who would have done it. They what we've done what we've done for years, which is really important, is do a skills test. Um, and, I, and I appreciate that feels a little bit, maybe a little bit sort of demeaning for people, but actually I want to make sure people have got the skills to do it. My so so we we do that. We see they fit in. We profile everybody because the profiling I think is really important. And my involvement now in recruitment, which I think which is a is a good role, is that when we found somebody we want to we, we want to recruit because it's I, I don't know what it, with your people but it's really tough with um it's really tough we're finding it really tough to recruit mm. i my role now is to talk about the firm talk about the good things we're doing talk about how we're helping people talk about the journey we take clients through because actually that's that's what that's why it's good to work at the practice and and it and it, and it sort of moves the interview from a sort of factual skill-based stuff which is important, absolutely important, to actually why 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 they would want to come to work for us. So that's my sort of involvement now. Before that, probably it was a sort of I took on load, took, took on people if I liked people. I've, I've been very lucky. My of my senior management team, um, there are there are there are sort of four people in my in my in my in, in my senior management team. We've been going since two thousand and three. Um, one was recruited in two thousand and four, and two in two thousand and five. I've been. I'm massively lucky with those. And, and Neil, who's a, who I mentioned earlier, he was he was very friendly with with someone recruit, we recruited in 2000, 2004. So he he came off the back came off the back of her. So so that's been we've been very lucky. That's been that's at, at that level that's been massively consistent. The next level down uh, has always been a challenge. We've we've had good people, but they've not massively stayed as long as we'd like them to stay. And I think it's very much a a, a, um, a, a position. You know now that years ago it may have been good on your cv to stay at the same firm for 15 years now i think it looks better on your cv if you move around and uh and we give too much we give people too much good experience that's a problem they fill in their cv they tell them tell all the stuff that we do is like oh they're really easy to recruit and like oh, that, that sort of shoots to the foot a bit um because we do i we don't micromanage people we let people get on with it we let people just find their own ways of helping people um, and we give lots of variety so that's good good in its part but it just means uh, they, uh, they, they don't, sometimes don't stay too long because they, they become very very employable um, we're trying to do more on that and trying to sort of look, look at a program to sort of to get people to stay and also in some respects make JLA a bit more of a destination firm so we haven't done this yet but if we can maybe go for some sort of employee type awards you know, good firm to work at. I think that will probably help with recruitment. We've not we've not gone along that line before, but I think I think we probably have to now. Um, and we're very you know going forward. How we will hopefully have a potential have a degree of flexibility how people work. Um, it's been quite challenging people working from home. I think some people have done really well, and some people probably haven't. I I do like people working in the office, but there's a there'll be a degree of flexibility if it's yeah. a day a week or something might be. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 understanding, but I think the the profiling for us has been really important. So which which profiling tool do you use, Zetje? Yeah, I, I was worried you were going to say that. I'm trying to remember what it's called now. <laughs> it's, it's on the wall. Uh, yeah, uh, contribution compass, I think it's called something, something like that. Um, I, I I'll send you a link afterwards. <laughs> but, uh, 
Um, yeah, it's a, it's a really good tool, and if I could remember the name, that would be even better. But what happens is we, 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 we recruit people and send them, they do their, I don't know, 70 or 20 questions, whatever, we get a, we get a good feel of how they, how they fit in. They're all off Myers, for example. They're, they're all off the same. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's right. It's all about getting the right people on the bus and the right people in the seats on that bus. Um, so yeah, that, absolutely. Um, that's, that's, right. that's, and that's, you don't use timesheets either, do you, Jeff, or do you? Actually, I just can't let go. Can't, can't get away from them yet. <laughs> I, I know, it's one of those things, I know I should, but I'm, 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 a, yeah, I'm old, I'm a dinosaur. I just haven't quite <laughs> got to get rid of timesheets yet. I, I, at some stage, the trouble is, a lot of what we do is, is fairly, I don't say specialist, but fairly touch related. And obviously, from an audio point of view, we know what the fees are, or Cat's point of view, we know what the fees are. It's, it's, it's specs tariff based on turnover and quality of records and number of transactions and that sort of thing. So we know where we, we, know where we sit with that. We know what the fee is. We might go over under, but the, the fee is standard and we know where we are with that. With tax stuff, it doesn't work like that. It, it, there can be a lot more sort of involved. We give fixed fees as much as possible, but sometimes on a back duty inquiry, we just don't know. It's just, I, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, I've read the books. <laughs> I watched the interview. I just haven't quite got there yet. I, I know I should, but I haven't quite got there yet. No worries. We'll get there one day. <laughs> good, good. Uh, so yeah, let's 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 move on from that. So in terms, of, yeah, just saying. Lastly, on the on the people question, then, how did you did you at what point did you take on staff? Did you kind of grow? You got lots of clients in, and then you take took on people, or did you kind of invest in the people, knowing that you would be growing? No, I always i've i've always taken. You know, when I started, we, we started the practice. I knew we had a couple hundred thousand fees, so it was always I knew I knew we needed uh, two people and, and, a, and a sort of part time secretary. So always done that. Um, I, you know, I get this I get this sweaty palms feeling when a client goes, "Can you look at my zeros?" Like uh, I don't really know how that works. Um, but, so I, I, that gives me a little bit of pressure, but. Um, so I've always I've always have had people do it to, 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 to do that. And and some of those funny clients who expect you to, to do that is they're like literally you do not want me doing that. I I, I I will take ten times as long as anyone in my team will take to do it and it'll be full of mistakes. So don't get me doing that. Um so no, I've always I've always recruited and I've always tried to recruit a little bit of ahead of what we need. Um mm. it doesn't always work because sometimes you take on a quite a large client and that, that doesn't always work, but but generally you try and you we try and sort of plan a bit ahead. I also I'm quite hopefully user friendly, so I would take on work. So I was at a course, I think it was an ABN course or something. It was around it was about taking on. I can't really was it was it was it was like like the beginning or second week or third week in January, and they they asked yeah I think they asked in the room what what would happen if a if a, if a, if a group of people like a partnership came to you on the 25th of January to do their personal tax returns. And everyone in the room said, oh, I wouldn't do that. It's like, well, I would. <laughs> well, I'm not. You know what? You, you bang into the estimates, you do it over the next six weeks, and it's fine. It's like, why would you not do that? It, it, was, it, was, it was just an interesting sort of psychological view of it. At one stage, I remember on the, on the 31st of January, we got a, I got a referral from a, a solicitor client of ours. They do, um, they do um, um, a call to protection work. And they needed a tax return done. I don't know. He just sort of fell through the net. And literally, it was fine. We did it on the thirty-first, uh, and it was like, and it was great. I felt really good about that. Uh, you know, just, uh, so it's always sort of 
being flexible, trying to help where, where we can. And I appreciate that's that's not always, you know, with a formulaic practice, that's quite hard. We've got a fairly flexible team, so um, that that so generally it works all right. Yeah, excellent. Well, if you've got the capacity and you're you're able to do it, then. Uh... Then why not? Okay, let's quickly kind of quick go through kind of quick fire some of these questions. If you were starting from scratch, how would you get your first five clients? I would buy a practice without any second of a doubt. I'll buy a practice because I, I, as, as you know, I've, I've, I've bought three. Um, one one was a complete disaster, uh, but the, the other two were really good. Um, and and it, if you do your due diligence and you're careful, it's a it's a great way of starting a business. Um, we do, as I said, we do a lot of buy side acquisition stuff now. Why would you not buy a practice? It's just, it's just a, such a good way of starting. It will cost you whatever it's going to cost you. If, you, if it's like one times fees, you'd maybe do, I don't know if it's 80% and then two other payments or whatever it's going to be. It's a, that is a really good way of starting. So, well, okay, admittedly, it means you need a little bit of capital. That's what I would do. Probably because I, I haven't got the uh, personality or confidence to start with zero. I just <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I like, I like, I like to start with something. Excellent. Good. Uh, and a question from Lisa here. She can see the title. It's gone from 200K to 2 million turnover. What about the profit? Has that grown commensurate with a larger income? I know the answer to that, but do you want to kind of confirm in the affirmative? <laughs> yeah, no, no, we've gone down. We're making less now than we're doing at 200. No, we're doing all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the profit's okay. Uh, ultimately, you know, if you work on a sort of, yeah, a third, a third, a third sort of model and and and, and your team might cost a third, I think probably ours are a bit slightly high percentage than that now. But but the overheads won't be so. You know, you're, you're, you you should run a profit. It, 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 sh it should it should it should be profit. Obviously, when it's very small, you're still paying rent or something. It's going to be a bit more of a challenge. But as soon as you get to a particular size, it works all right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 40, 50 percent comfortable those days, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Bob is asking how much of the growth was acquisition compared to organic and marketing driven. So the no, there was, was... There was, yeah, there was one there was one practice acquisition at the beginning. And that's all that's affected JLA. Uh, I've got an interest in another practice in, in Glasgow. That was that's not included in those figures. That was a separate acquisition, um, and that's been great. You know, in in in, in two years, the turnover's gone up by forty percent, and the profit's gone up by two hundred percent. Yeah, about two hundred percent. It's been really good. So, um, so so how do you? So the, so the growth within JLA has been organic. The other stuff was initially buying and then just what we've done in, in Glasgow is the tax sort of the tax stuff that we do do in London. We've sort of worked with them on it and that's sort of helped them help them sort of attract. And also they've just grown in confidence in a really nice way. So the Glasgow practice is done, is done great. It's, it's great. I mean, I had a referral from somebody um, a, a couple of days ago and it was like and, and it's based in air. It was like, okay, that's really good. I'm not going to put that through JLA. That just goes, just goes straight off to AD plus. Um, so it's really nice just to sort of push that sort of stuff around. So it's it's interesting having practicing in, in, in Scotland. I like I, I I happen to like Glasgow. I think it's a great city. I think there's certain cities I really I like. Like London's brilliant. Uh, I think Manchester's really cool. I tried to buy a practice in Manchester. Great practice, brilliant practice. We just couldn't get the numbers right, and it, and it wasn't. It wasn't because they're asking too much or because I don't, it was just the numbers they wanted, which were completely reasonable, didn't work for me. And so it was, which was a shame because it was a great, it was like M1 location, 
right in the um, off Canal Street, whatever. So like five minute walk from the station. Brilliant building, such a cool building. Old old brick and stuff. It's beautiful, but just couldn't get the price right. So so I, I would I would so I would potentially buy buy more if the right thing sort of happens. It's also it's lovely running. It's lovely. I, I, I don't know. I find out other businesses are fantastic because you don't have the hassle. You just you add the bits. You know, a little bit like sort of I don't know. You're sort of steering the ship a little bit, but not the day-to-day hassle. So that's uh, that's that's part. I think I think you know I've, I've helped other people buy businesses, but I've done it because I've liked doing it myself, um, and that's been a really good thing. We've got a I've got involved in a mediation business a few years ago, and that's gone. I don't know. We started off. It was doing about turnovers about two fifty. We're now one of we're about one point five, and that's just gone really really well. And I've not got. I'm not involved day to day. I'm just involved a little bit. You just sort of steer it a little bit, which is which is really good. Mm, fantastic, great stuff. And what would you say is a split in your firm between recurring and non-recurring work? Um, I think it's about it's about eighty percent GRF. Eighty percent. So uh, yeah, we we look into we 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 separate we we do some some ta- we do a, we we've been doing a number of employee ownership trusts. They've been quite a good thing for us. Um, they're a good thing for us, but also they're, they're an amazing thing for clients. It, it, you know, under certain circumstances, it gives them exactly what they want. Um, mm-hmm. So I really, we've, we've been doing that, and actually we've sort of a little bit done that through a separate practice, but I've, we will feed that even shortly into an informatic practice. Excellent. Thank you. Lisa's asking about outsourcing. How do you know who to pick? Oh, it's easy. You just pick the first one and get it wrong, Lisa. Uh, and then the second one goes wrong. And then you're like, by the time you've got the third one, you learn from the mistakes. I wish I was so, I, yeah, people are, the people that, that, that an interview are really cool and really sensible people. I just make like mistakes all over the place, but it's sort of, <laughs> as long as I learn from them, it's okay. Um, we, we went to them, I don't know why we went to them. I think it was through, um, I know the county coach called Rudy for a bit, and I think we were referred on through him. Um, and that was so that, that's how we, that's how we got to meet them. And I just I sort of just quite like them. They're, it it is so not perfect. It is so, and, and we don't use it as well as we. Sh- there there are lots of lessons. We're trying to make it a lot better. Um, but it, it, so it was really sort of you find people that hopefully you've sort of you know what do you do with people? How do you do how do you do transactions? You do you do with people you I'm going to say no like and trust. And that's you try and build, you try and understand, and do you fit in, and do you have the same sort of moral background and feeling about things? So it's sort of it's sort of from that really. Mm. Um, that's that's how we selected them. They're, they're, they're okay. It was it was quite funny, or well, not funny, but we we, we they, they came up with the price and this and the other, and they they sort of negotiated the price and they said, well, it, it will rise by whatever this amount because the because the um, the rupee falls each year. I said, so okay, so the price is linked to the rupee. So they said, yeah, that's it. So remember, the year next year, actually, the rupee right rose, and they still put a, pay, put a charge increase on. So we say, no, no, it's not going to work like that. Here's <laughs> 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 the agreement. Okay, we won't Absolutely. Trial and error. Yeah, give 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 a couple of shots, and yeah, work work with it. It's you know, it's not going to happen overnight. It's just like kind of your own. Just how you would deal with uh, kind of your in-house team, isn't it? Kind of you've got to got to nurture them, you've got to have the right systems for them to follow, and, and so on, and so forth. And we've got five desks in there, which is which are our desks, and also um, uh, my senior manager went over there. So we've not we've not sort of just left them to it. Yeah. We've wanted we've 
we've wanted to see them. We, we, when the owners came to the UK, we, we met them, but, but we've been to India, we've seen the offices as well. Because I think that's, that was important for us. I wanted, I wanted the people working for us to feel part of our, our team and not just, you know, they're working for some anonymous whatever. I wanted them to feel some degree of, 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 of rapport and spirit with us. I think that, that was important. Great. Excellent. As I was asking, what would you do differently now post-COVID? Not need an office? What about delivering service? That's an interesting question. Uh, so what lessons have we learned from the last, whatever it was, 16 months? Um, I think we were thrown into it fairly quickly and we probably, we probably could have closed, we closed the office, but we probably could have closed it slightly differently. And I probably needed to have a couple of people there just for computers because they kept not working properly. So I think that's probably a change. I, I think probably we, we could be a bit more, we should probably, when people are working from, well, people are working from the office and you need something done or want something done, it's very easy to nudge someone. You don't have to make it formal. You're just like, how are you getting on with that? And you point to you, you do something and it encourages someone to do something. When someone's working from home, it's a very different, if I get, if I pick up the phone and, and, and ask about a job or send an email about it or do a Teams chat about it, it produces a degree of formality that you don't really get in the office. And so I think, I think the only thing differently, I'll probably try and get more people back to the office quicker. I think, I think as a practice, we work better in the office. We work better off each other. We learn more from each other. So I think probably getting, getting, we, we, getting people back a bit quicker would, would probably be a, a lesson that I would probably do, do post, post COVID. I've enjoyed the, I've enjoyed the live seminars. I've enjoyed doing stuff like this. I've done a, sort of a few of these bizarrely. Um, and, and that's been quite good. In fact, it, in fact, bizarrely, on one of the one of the talks I did on on acquiring businesses, I actually got I got more referrals. The, the room size was about the same online opposed to in the room, and I got more referrals online than I got in the room. So uh, clearly, I, I'm obviously better <laughs> better off for a distance. Uh, I think I think I think when you're in, in there, you sort of get distracted by you know somebody in the front row falling asleep or something. We don't notice that we do it on, on this. <laughs> so um, I probably that's that's been quite that's been quite good. And I probably would do. I'd probably put myself out to do a bit, a bit more of that because it's been it's been just it's just been good for getting people. To, yeah, we're not well known practice, but but we're it, we've been, we've got a we've got a bit more traction off it. And I think the the LinkedIn stuff I'd started in May probably would have started a little bit earlier. Probably would have done that straight away. Um, LinkedIn's been good for us. It's been good for us bizarrely for getting. People who who we've known for a long time but haven't become clients or thinking of become clients but not we've not nurtured and they've sort of just come back. We're probably getting I don't know, I'm probably getting two or three referrals a week off it at the moment, which is wow. really good. Um, I think I, I think I worked out something like we probably build work of I think something like 140 off referrals off LinkedIn so far. People I didn't know and. And then one, and then we've got your 45 quotes out. So it's quite, it's, LinkedIn's been good for us. Um, well, I think, um, this is a really bizarre LinkedIn story, but I'll just share it with you because it's just quite funny. I was, I was contacted by someone from LinkedIn and we had a nice chat, whatever about business and how we could help them. I just, I, I pretty, obviously a better accountant would have asked this right at the beginning, but I asked this halfway through the call. I said, how much money are you making? 
And I probably wasn't expecting the response, 30 million pounds profit a year. <laughs> I thought, that's interesting. And also tells me this is not a client for me. <laughs> so like, so, which is good. I've got a mate at a much larger firm. So I just sort of, but yeah, you sort of, you look after this bloke. And it's, I think they're, they're doing work together, which is really nice. But you know, you've got to know your market. Um, and that's not my market. <laughs> so, no, it's, it's great that you've kind of experienced that. And for someone who hadn't used the platform at all, and you just started posting consistently every day, and it's just text posts that I've seen you do, and you've you've generated business of over 140,000 in the last year. So if you're watching, if you're on LinkedIn, it works, right? So if you're not really posting, then I should, I should, it's not doing like it. That. It's really terrible. Don't ever use it. No, it's <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, it's Jeff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's been great. And that's what it's all about building relationships. And it's, yeah, it's been, over the last 15 months, it's been great to build relationships and connections with people that we otherwise wouldn't have had we not all been locked down and confined to networking through our screens as opposed to in, in live events. So from that respect, yeah, huge kind of silver lining. And LinkedIn is a great community. Everyone is out there to kind of help each other. And I know your content is all about adding value about giving tips about yeah. you know showing your off your expertise uh, and just you know dangling a few carrots here or there and if people like what they see and want to find out more then they get in touch with you and and, and it works that absolutely That's works it. yeah no, it definitely it definitely works it's a really yeah. good thing right so let's um let's wrap it up then a couple of quick fire questions just very quickly what do you use for practice management and then we'll go into the last question uh we use iris uh <laughs> so we're, we're part of that uh we're part of that uh that the, that that bunch <laughs> yeah, that is so expensive but anyway that's uh, <laughs> but we, we've just not been a, I'm not changing that for a short we've been with it for years and we went for digital for a bit and then moved back to Iris uh, it, yeah, it, work, it works alright <laughs> it's, it's a painful procedure considering you know the size of your firm and the numbers involved so I can imagine it's one of those kind of someday maybe list yeah it's causing yeah. me it's the pain but I, I don't really want to deal with that pain just yet but <laughs> it's, the, it's the it's the it's the important but not urgent quadrant isn't yeah. it on the uh, Stephen Covey uh, Eisenhower matrix yeah absolutely yeah. Good. Okay. Well, last question. So this is the, uh, the question that um, yeah, I think Ahmed's already is put on there, but it would have one that I would have asked anyway. So if you were to start over again, how would you, what would you do differently? Let's say, let's end with the big three things that you would do differently if you were to start all over again. I, yeah, I, I, I think I would, I, I started working with a business coach after about I would say in about in about 2011, probably I would recommend starting with a coach straight away. It you it really it really helps. It really focuses. Although the business was okay and it grew okay, I, I get a, I get a massive amount of value of working with a business coach. So so and I know that I know you help accountants. I keep 
I, I love the stuff you do because it's brilliant. Um, so I think that's that, that that's I think that's probably really important. Um, I think probably I bought I bought in or bought a share of premises that we trade from, and that was a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. I don't think we'd be in the same premises now if I wouldn't have bought. Um, I'm sure we wouldn't have been. Um, I make do and I put up with it and it's okay, but actually it was a mistake buying the premises. I should have just I should have just rented. Because I think we would have been in a very I think we would have the style would have been slightly different. We put up with the building, we make it look okay, we spend a bit of money on making it look quite nice, but it's it's not, you know, I'd I'd love a place where we could have 40 people for a seminar or something like that, and we haven't got that. So probably the premises I would I would do differently. Um what else really? Uh I think I probably would have, we would have profiled people a bit earlier as well. The, the profiling has been more, been important and I've not, mm-hmm. and, that, and it, it took me, it took me a number of years to buy into that, that it was the right thing to do. Um, but I, 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 it took me a while, but now, now I'm absolutely massively into it. Uh, but, but at the beginning, no, I, I, sort of, I, I thought it was a load of old nonsense. Um, it's funny, one of my, one of my clients is like a massive lecturer and brain the size of the universe and, doctor in, in this sort of thing and she goes she said well this this profiling you do know jeff it doesn't work and i said what do you mean and she says well it doesn't because she then she actually proved scientifically it doesn't work and she, and she said the reason is, is because people rely people under pressure work differently when they're not under pressure so basically my response was so it works 90 percent of the time she goes, oh yeah it works 90 percent of the time okay well that's good enough for me that's good enough <laughs> so probably they're, they're probably the three things Fantastic. Brilliant. Thank you so much for that, Jeff. It's been uh, an absolute uh, pleasure to, to chat with you. And uh, if you've been watching, I'm sure you've got some lots of value from it in terms of seeing uh, Jeff's journey from where he was to where he is now and kind of showing you what's what's possible and what Jeff would do for to turn the clock, what he did actually do to get to where he is today. So if you've uh, if you've enjoyed it, give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. And if you've got any further questions and you're watching this on replay, Jeff is active on LinkedIn. So put it in the comments, tag Jeff. And I'm sure when he's available, he will uh, answer you uh, because, um, you know, Jeff Jeff is around on, on, on LinkedIn. So thank you once again, Jeff. I'm sure our paths will cross soon. We'll, we'll catch up, uh, no doubt, uh, in due course. Uh, thank you for watching and I'll catch up with you very soon. Take care. That was great, wasn't it? Apologies for the little technical mishap in between. Uh, Never happened before, but there's always a first time. If you want to carry on the conversation, then connect with me on LinkedIn. Thank you for listening. For more free content, videos, and resources, visit www.rezahuda.com. And if you haven't already, come and join the community in our Transform Your Profits Facebook group, where we support each other to build more successful, profitable, and impactful accounting firms.